In pop culture, at least in pop American culture, we've got the phrase, go big or go home. Go big or go home. But I'd like to suggest that in Christianity, there's another phrase, go small or go to blazes. Go small or go to blazes. There's something about the smallness that is very attractive to Jesus. Comes up all the time, right? The last shall be first. You hear it all over the readings for today. This idea, and it's not just Jesus, this idea that God chooses what is little, and it's through the small that he prefers to work. Now, I think one of the worst questions we can ever ask, or at least one of the least helpful questions we can ever ask, is why does God have to do it this way? It's never a have to with God. God can do anything that he wants. So I think for us, rather than try to figure out what we're never going to fully know, it's not why did God have to do it this way, but if God chose to do it this way, then obviously it's the most loving way to do it. And so how, in whatever way God chooses, how is that for us maybe the richest way of experiencing his will in the world? So you've got that first reading from Ezekiel. I mean, now we've got it with us. Go back and check it sometime. The whole idea is, in, in ancient Israel, the cedar, right? Cedars of Lebanon. They're still in Lebanon, if you've been there. These amazing trees. And that was the symbol for the Israelites. That was the symbol for the power of God. And Ezekiel, he's writing in a very fractured time. The Israelites have been defeated, taken into exile, all that. And the image is God is going to restore a mighty cedar to his mountain in Israel. Now, he could just pick up a cedar and stick it on the top of the mountain. Why not? That's the way I would do it. Cut out the middleman. But instead, through the prophet Ezekiel, God takes a little shoot. He just takes a little piece of a Lebanon cedar and he puts that on the top of the mountain. So that when you look at it, you don't think anything. It doesn't impress you. You're not sure it's ever going to grow. And then that's the way God chooses to restore his presence and his glory to the people of Israel. And then you see it in the Gospels, right? Jesus loved these small analogies. And you hear it today. The little tiny mustard seed becomes the biggest tree. Well, why not just take the biggest seed and have an even bigger tree? Why does Jesus insist again and again that God goes through the narrow way. And so again, to try and get into the mind of God isn't going to be particularly helpful, but instead say, how might that be the most loving way? And there's probably a lot of different ways of answering that. I really put that out there for us to think about and reflect on and talk about it amongst each other on the ride home or whatever. But at least it seems to me, if you start out with that which is small, it demands trust from us. Either we're going to have trust that this little thing can lead to something, or we're just going to decide on our own. No, that's, that's not the way. That's not big, so I'm going home. If we're really going to give God a chance, then it means we have to surrender some of that innate desire to take control, that part of us that says, well, this isn't the way I would do it, so obviously that can't be the way God would do it. And again and again, he chooses the small. The incarnation itself, right? 
Why not just have God come down as some sort of superman, ready-made? Instead, you start with this little tiny baby, this little seed, right, literally, in Mary's womb. It doesn't get much smaller than that. This kid from the hinterlands, a pretty unassuming family, why go through those channels? Once again, don't worry about why. Instead, think about how is this a loving way for God to work? Because once again, it's forcing us to go small. It's forcing us to surrender our egos, maybe. So enough of the Bible lesson. Maybe just to think for ourselves. Back engineer, if you like. Look at those relationships that are most meaningful to you in life. Look at those relationships that have been most giving of love or that have drawn out of you the greatest love. Maybe you're blessed to still have that person in your life. Maybe they've passed on or they've moved away. And maybe that relationship started with some bravado, you know? Hey, look how great I am. But if the relationship lasted, if that led to a beautiful friendship, if that led to a rich marriage, if that led to a wonderful family relationship that has weathered all kinds of storms, then I'd be willing to bet you anything that if you just walked backward in time, you would find precious moments where you had to go small, where you had to step back. You had to say, no, this isn't about me. Or maybe the two of you together, all you could do in the face of some amazing challenge is hold on to each other because that's, quote, all you had. But if Christianity means anything, that smallness is not a consolation prize. That's not, well, the best we can do in a tough situation. That's everything. Because that's maybe when the love and the trust and the vulnerability is most raw and most pure. And for whatever reason, that seems to be God's favorite way of inserting himself. And don't take my word for it. As I said, look at those moments in your life. And if for you at that time, you weren't really thinking about the presence of God, or if you weren't really thinking about, okay, where is grace in the midst of this? That's fine. Go back there now. For God, it's not just a dead memory. For God, when he looks at us, it's all present every moment. And what a beautiful way to pray with someone you love. Just go back to some of those times or even go back by yourself and say, Lord, help me see where you were at that moment because that's how I want to taste you and savor you now. So look back at those moments. And then as a spiritual exercise for this week, look for the seeds in your life right now. Look for those little things that are easy to blow off. But when you think about them, you recognize, hey, there's something good here. There's something precious here. And maybe I've been putting all my time into this bigger thing that looks like it's going to have a better return. And maybe just as a spiritual exercise, take God at his word, never a bad idea, and ask yourself, what would it mean to ride this small little wave? What would it mean to stay with this patiently, to maybe give it my care and attention? to entrust myself to what maybe doesn't seem like such a hot idea, but I've got this little thing at the back of my mind saying, you know, that's probably worth giving some attention and care to. We can't BS ourselves. We know what those little things look and feel like. And so just an invitation. Either what Jesus was saying is just sort of a nice parable, you hear it, 
doesn't make a lot of sense and you move on, or it's everything. And I don't think we'd be here 2,000 years later if it wasn't the only way and the right way. Go big or go home, that's for advertisers. Go small and go to heaven.